Before we get started, we want to tell you about a podcast we think you'll enjoy. It's called Vernacular and is hosted by married couple Sally and Zach. Vernacular is about living life well and to the fullest, and Sally and Zach explore the topic really broadly, from the philosophical to the scientific to the everyday, all in a fun and conversational tone with very interesting guests. <laughs> like us. We recently recorded an episode with Sally and Zach that was really fun, which will air sometime in October. So hop on over to wherever you listen to podcasts and check out their archives and subscribe to Vernacular. And now on to the show. You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about managing your money. Happily ever after. Hey, husband. Hello, governor. Now you want to watch Mary Poppins. <laughs> Today, we are inviting you into a budget meeting. Since Chris started earning more this year, we've saved a lot, but this month we also spent a lot. Wah, so wah, wah. we are checking in on that and chatting about where we need to get back on track in October. Plus, we share what we did to ring in a new decade for Chris. Yeah. I feel like this show is going to be a lot about me and my failure to rein in my own costs. Uh-oh. Gonna be a lot of slapping of wrists here. <laughs> um, maybe a little mm -hmm. foreshadowing. Uh, oh. Okay, <laughs> but give us give us your status update before we get to the wrist slapping. Okay, well, I'm excited because you have had a book club for a long time. Yes, and uh, I, I've always sort of fantasized about having a male version of a book club, Aww. but then also known that I I wouldn't actually commit to reading right. books with any regularity. Right. And, nor do I know any men who would probably join a book club with me, except for like one or two. Okay. So uh, a friend, a, a mutual friend of ours, there's a couple that we're really good friends with. And the wife is in my book club. Yep. Uh, the, so the, the husband and I have, have recently been going a couple times, either the two of us or a few, with a few other guys, to, uh, to go bouldering, which is going, going to a rock climbing gym. Um, and there are the ones that have the cable and you like get set up with a mm -hmm. harness and, and climb the rock wall. The other side of the gym at the place we go is the bouldering side, which is just totally freeform. So you're not attached or mm. tethered to anything and you just kind of climb up the wall. Mm -hmm. um, and it's obviously not as high. And there's also <laughs> a huge pad at the bottom. So if and when okay. you do fall, you know, you don't die. Okay, good. So anyway, we have decided um, that we're not going to have a book club, but we are going to have a boulder club. I like it. <laughs> I feel like I want t-shirts. I want you to get t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll go that far, but um, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but it is fun as hell. We're just, we, it's funny because he went one time, I think when he was traveling to Austin, mm -hmm. came back and said, oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I was a little bit hesitant, but I'm like, okay, let's give it a try. Yeah. And just completely fell in love with it. Yeah. You, I was um, in San Diego with my book club coincidentally, and mm -hmm. I knew that you were going out rock climbing and I was kind of thinking, oh, you'll probably have an okay time, but I didn't see it as being something you'd be super into. I'm not really sure why. Mm -hmm. And you texted me just saying, I freaking love rock climbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're trying to go at least twice a month now. Whoa, twice a month. We're, we're hoping to. get some to. kind of a membership? What's See, this, what's this going to cost, friend? The problem is the membership is more expensive uh, than, than going twice going. a month. And okay. I don't think we go more than twice a month. So. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But it's funny because I... Friendship I'm, is so expensive. I know. I know. 
but I'm afraid of heights kind of. And so oh, okay. I'm so not you can a, only go so far. <laughs> well, the problem is when you're very successful, you reach the top of the wall. The top of the wall is like 18 or 20 feet. And so actually it's pretty. And then you have to just climb down. Yeah. You can't just let go. Well, I mean, you could just let go. <laughs> that, I mean, you'd probably, it probably wouldn't be too terribly bad, but it's like a two foot thick mat that's at the bottom. But okay. still, you know, you could probably knock the wind out of here. If sure. you land wrong, you could definitely hurt yourself mm. pretty bad. So you definitely want to try to climb down at least part way before you fall off. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it's a blast. And so we're, uh, we're the bouldering club now. Cool. Okay. My status update is that I feel like I need to practice saying no more often. To whom? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just in general, I have been feeling, I have once again been feeling too busy and a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Your job has been getting you busier. Um, Holy hell has it been. Yes. And so then I'm just finding that any additional weeknight commitments, weekend commitments are sort of, you know, at the time when I'm saying yes to things, it, it sounds like a super fun thing. And mm-hmm. yes, I want to go see friends and do this and stuff. But when it actually comes around, what I really want to do is just be at home or rest or just have quiet time. <laughs> yeah. Just So I think especially with it getting, we are getting into the holidays, into October, I mean, is like holiday season with, mm-hmm. you know, everything coming up. And so I feel like we already have things on our calendar and I don't want to agree to very much more, if anything. So I'm really hoping that before I agree to anything else, I'm going to kind of have a mental check and say, Mm -hmm. just wait a second, put the brakes on and maybe say no to a few more things. We we love you, dear friends, but we'll see you in June. That's right. In June? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that's when summer rolls around. Maybe, well, I mean like maybe January. Oh, okay. Like, you know, maybe after the holidays are over. I see. I see. (laughs) No, that's understandable. I have been working. uh, I've been getting up at four in the morning to work and I've been having evening commitments and working after the kids go to bed. Mm -hmm. And none of this sounds healthy, although I love what I'm doing. And so actually it's been very cool and I've been totally fine with it. You're loving it. And I'm getting, you know, I do it at four in the morning and then after seven because that's when it's not affecting my time with the kids and the family generally. But, Mm -hmm. But it is putting pressure on you to pick up the slack and stuff. And so uh yeah so i can understand your stress (laughs) thank you (laughs) um i know that we're both on the same page about not not being so busy and so that is nice like you're just as happy with a weekend with very few plans as i am so we can be on the same page about that so i think i think that'll help just having lots of conversations about it and talking about like we uh, yesterday we were talking, yes, we definitely need to schedule the cleaners to come again mm-hmm. <laughs> soon. That will help. <laughs> All right, let's move on to home economics. Let's start with the great news. The great news. So this is cool. And this is why we're dealing with the busyness that mm-hmm. my job is is foisting upon us and all the busyness of life and everything, because um, essentially... Now, with the change in my pay and and all of that, we are basically saving almost the entirety of your paycheck. That's amazing. Yeah. And so what what that has actually translated into for the past couple months, we're we're targeting about $2,600 savings a month, which is a a little less than what you take home. That's right. My my take-home pay is about $2,800 a month when we have two paychecks a month. Right. 
Right. So we did that in August, which mm-hmm. was the first month of my job. And then uh, we came close to it in September. Mm-hmm. There was a little hit there because I turned 40. Yep. And we dropped some cash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we pulled in. We I, I think we, uh, sorry, we invested 2100-ish okay. into Vanguard in September. And then we also got a little dividend payment from our Vanguard account. And okay. so that brought up to 2328. So we've 500 of that happened just right before we started recording the show. Actually, that's an extra 500 what? to start October. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so um so basically we saved $5,000 in the past 2 months, which is really That's cool. incredible. Yeah. We are very fortunate to be able to do that. Yes, that we is are. really incredible. Yes, we are. So, that is something when you took this job and as we discussed on the podcast, we kind of weighed the pros and cons, mm-hmm. and we did see a con, a potential con of you being busier. Yeah. But we felt that we would be able to make really great progress on our savings and mm-hmm. sock money away. And so both of those things are coming true. Yep. <laughs> so we're just, but we did ultimately decide, I mean, that you were excited about it. It would be a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And plus, we were excited about being able to save and invest so much. So we're kind of just reminding ourselves of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not something that we can't make adjustments to yeah. on your end, my end, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's we can we can always deal with this if it becomes something that this is chronic and right. difficult and affecting our quality of life long term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we make change. But yeah. for now we're trying it out and I'm still getting, you know, used to the job and we're still figuring out how it impacts, mm-hmm. you know, day to day. Right. So and I think all of this will work out a little bit and then we'll just see what adaptations we have to mm-hmm. include. Yeah. Like just yesterday, I had a pretty stressful day yesterday just for various reasons and we were talking and and just talking about even having more of a commitment on the weekends to really getting the house fully in order and ready for the week ahead mm-hmm. because, you know, usually we're able to kind of upkeep it on the weeknights, but there were a couple of nights this past week unexpectedly when you were out later. And then that makes it really hard to reset the house. If one of us is getting home later, then we're mm-hmm. just so tired. And yeah. so when you're solo parenting, I at least have a harder time dealing with dishes and stuff and maintaining the house and trying to do all the tasks related to the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, sometimes it is hard because on the weekends we do have such busy weeks. We just want to relax and just hang out with the family. Yeah. Um, But we just decided we can be better about, you know, trading off or just, okay, let's just spend the next hour taking care of stuff. It's going to really help in the long run. So that felt good. Feels good. We have a plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there was a lot of, there've been a lot of savings. Um, Mm -hmm. and last month we did really great. There's also been a lot of spending. Yeah. And here again, in part due to my job. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And so I don't think all, definitely all of it is not necessary. Mm -hmm. There might be a, a, we might have to make an adjustment to my budget just to try to make assumptions about, Mm. especially the travel. So these impromptu things that have come up Uh at night, you know, these are things that like I can't predict, but I'm I'm requested to be somewhere and it's, you know, people are there who I should probably see, you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Kind of the networking. Yeah. And I think um, I feel like you're also just still getting a sense of what you can say no to. True. You're 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 still early on. I was mm-hmm. thinking about that this week that you just want to say yes to everything yeah, and yeah. make those connections. And after those are more established, you'll kind of 
maybe not feel so necessary to be there. So Yeah, and I'm also interim director of the school. And so it's not clear to me whether mm-hmm. I will have the opportunity to be actual director of the mm-hmm. school or you know, and so um I'm trying to, you know, be in the best position for that opportunity yeah. if we decide we want it. Right. So but that's actually led to more dependence on my part of picking up Ubers to get home, mm-hmm. um, which we always said that we were happy to do here and there. And we probably used Uber in the past before this job, like, I don't know, a handful of times a year, five mm-hmm. or six times, maybe no, like without any regularity. But all of a sudden in the past week or two weeks, or mm-hmm. maybe, I guess maybe over the course of September, yeah. I used Uber like four or five times yep. to the tune of a hundred bucks or so. Yeah. Uh, and Which is just a huge jump. But again, that was in part due to these things where, all, like day of a couple times, somebody asked me to be somewhere mm-hmm. and we hadn't worked it out between us right. how we could do the transportation. Right. And that's when it's like, okay, Uber's the easy thing. I'll just do that. Yeah. 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 At, le- at least there is that. And, you know, we have just one car. So we're saving thousands of dollars a year yeah. by only having one car. And so we have decided it really is worth it. But for example, our pup, we have a public transportation budget for bus pass, light rail, things like that. Um, kind of like parking mm-hmm. when we go somewhere of $30 a month. And mm-hmm. this month we spent $103. <laughs> and that was all these, the express bus, which mm-hmm. is so great because it picks up not too far from our house. You can even bike there, gets you downtown and back home, but that's six fifty a pop. Yeah. And, or, and even if you take it one way, which sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. So that really added up. Um, the other place that there was a lot of spending was all of our entertainment personal allowance spending. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear some numbers? Oh, gosh. Do you want to hear some numbers, Chris? I'm ready. Here's some truth <clears throat> for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I just we, saw my we, number in we our We each have, each of us has $100 budgeted of personal allowance spending. So that's just going out with friends, lunch, coffee, whatever it is. You spent... $315 in September. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> How's that possible? I mean, do you know, do you know, what did you see? There is a very long list and let me tell you what it looks like. <laughs> Shit. Starbucks, Crave Sandwiches, Aramark, <laughs> which is buying, buying food on the ASU campus. Mm-hmm. Starbucks, Starbucks, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Re- repeat. It's, it's, like we've talked about before, and that mm-hmm. is your... It's my vice. That's, that's your vice. And so here's the funny thing is that we actually essentially gave up coffee in August-ish. Right. And, and so... We going, talked about that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like probably I'd say 30 to $50 in the past couple of weeks, a number of times, and this is just part of the transition, which I hope will be an easy thing to knock out, is I've, I've forgotten my lunch. In fact, yeah. I, have a, I have an old lunch festering in my bag right now. Ooh, I've just realized, do? yes, I do. I just, I, it literally <laughs> popped into my head. Um, You're the worst. And, and it's because like all of a sudden, so I'll be working at 4 a.m. in the morning yeah. and I'm realizing, oh my gosh, I've got so many things to do. Right. And like this happened this week where I was like, you know what? I need to get out the door by 6.30. I need to catch the bus so I can get downtown right. and do what I need to do. Yeah. And I'll, I had a lunch made mm-hmm. and I just flew out I the know. door and then for, I I forgot the lunch like three or four times. Yeah. It's just, and so yeah. anyway, part of it certainly is I'm indulging and mm-hmm. I need to back off because like, that, that's just that's yeah. just ridiculous. Present to me your wrist. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've Stop been it. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but the lunch thing too, that is really tough because we are so committed to bring our lunches every day. It's mm-hmm. healthier. It is so much 
um, less expensive. Mm -hmm. And so what we talked about is trying to figure out some things that we could stash in your desk drawer at work that would be non-perishable, that would be, you know, good enough to eat for lunch. The One of the problems is that you have such a hard time resisting anything that's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so I've said before to you, let's just get a box of granola bars or something and, and stash it at your, yeah, no good. at work. You couldn't do that. And that's gone so, in, that's so funny to me because <laughs> that definitely works for me. Like yeah, I, yeah. I stash stuff in my desk at work and I make it last, you know, for months. So anyway, we need to figure out some just like dry something. I need, I need pop top soups. I think hearty yeah. bean soups. Okay. That, this, is not, this is not something that I go for, but exactly. if I needed it, I, I could eat it. And the, see what sucks is that through probably maybe it was August and not so much September, but we were in this, or at least I was in this awesome lunch mode where yeah. I was bringing in less and less food. I was actually right. really controlling my yeah. calorie intake mm-hmm. and, and like dropping down the amount of food that I was eating. And be, it's because I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens mm-hmm. is I also forget to eat mm-hmm. because I, I, this has actually happened a number of times where I do have a lunch at work. Mm-hmm. I work through lunch and I literally have forgotten to eat lunch mm-hmm. and then I'm, I go elsewhere on campus mm. and I'm starving and then like I don't, don't have, have time lunch. to go back to my office to get the lunch and so then I like quickly run down a little like kiosk thing right. that's right near the building that I'm in yeah. and buy food there. Yeah. I've done that a bunch of times actually and it's it's just stupid. That's how busy I am but that's not an excuse. It's just yeah. I'm not well, thinking this is, about it. This is a really good check-in point mm-hmm. and, and I think this is so much the power of tracking your expenses, of like mm-hmm. tracking yeah, in mint, that we could bring that up and see it. Because otherwise you could think, uh, I'm doing okay. But like the reality is you've been doing that a lot. It's mm-hmm. very easy to think, oh, I probably did that a few times. But I mean, to the tune of $200 over mm-hmm. your allotted budget. And yeah. so anyway, so, you know, it's, it's fine but don't let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we move on to your number, yes, which is not so severe, but let's, still. Let's move on to my number. So yeah, out of the $100 that um, I have budgeted, I spent $177. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been doing overall really well in previous months of my personal allowance spending. So um, this included, this I feel like is definitely while I was over, this included my spending in San Diego for mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend when I was there for my book club retreat, mm-hmm. um, going out to dinner probably three times. Mm-hmm. So um, that kind of was a lot. And then I also, uh, I'm going to a gin workshop, which mm-hmm. I'm very excited about, um, put on by local uh, cocktail mixer um, crafters anyway. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an expensive ticket too. So mm-hmm. anyway, but so let me ask this. Yes. You've had some target trips recently. Yes. That have included things that could possibly be categorized as home supplies, oh. but they weren't necessary home supplies. Interesting. How do we deal with those? For example, I'm looking at a, uh, Dia de los Muertos skull planter. That was from Trader Joe's. I see. <laughs> so that got counted as groceries. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. And a new fall blanket. That's and true. And there's a wooden leaf somewhere. A wooden leaf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I probably, hmm, I think I hadn't decided where to count those yet. <laughs> see, that's, okay. t- that's tough though. Mm-hmm. Because it is spending that I want to do, but it's mm-hmm. also for the house. <laughs> 
I see. What do you hmm. think? I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out because it's it's decoration, and I'm right. I'm supportive of decoration, <laughs> I guess. But we hadn't decided in advance that we'd allot certain money to that's buy a true. certain amount of decorations. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. So you're operating in a gray area, sister. <laughs> Maybe I am. I can count it. I can count it towards. I can count it towards mine. That'll take me up in the two hundreds. So that makes me feel a little better. So <laughs> let's do that. That's what's most important. <laughs> um. Yeah, actually, I was thinking, I am already looking forward to our uh, budget meeting in December, like mm-hmm. uh, post-mortem of 2017 and then looking forward to 2018. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe having maybe having a little bit of a decor budget mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. I would like that because I want to add some things during the year to the house. I want it but I want it to be a reasonable amount that we both agree on. Yeah. But then it does yeah. kind of feel like it's for the house. And so anyway, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of one of those funny, funny areas. I can't believe that's coming up. I feel like we just had our budget meeting for the year. I know. Just recently. This year has like been flying by. Wow. Um, okay. And then on our joint personal allowance spending, which is for date nights or if we go out to eat as a family, we have $150 budgeted. And actually we are at 136 but that seems surprising. Yeah. Cause we just dropped. I don't think that's actually correct. I feel like there's some babysitting checks that are not showing up in that yeah, that's probably, that total. That's, that's so, gotta, that's gotta so be then, so then we're over. Um, that does include two date nights, mm-hmm. one for a family birthday dinner celebrating Chris turning 40. Mm-hmm. So that was a babysitter date night. And then actually your parents so generously bought dinner for everyone that night. We bought some, yeah. we bought some drinks before we sat down for dinner. So that's in there. Um, we also bought tickets to a very special evening at the Arizona Science Center coming up in October. That is going, it's um. Once a month on a Friday, they do adults-only evening at the Science Center, and this one is going to be the science of Harry Potter. That's going to be so cool. So that was a, I mean, we had to buy tickets for that. Yep. It wasn't that expensive anyway, (laughs) so we're very excited. Um, We also had, um, this past month, we had an additional, about $100, maybe a little bit over $100 donation to Houston flood victims, we mm-hmm. did um, an Amazon wish list purchased uh, purchase via the Red Cross. So we did that. That was an additional um, charity donation. Um, I did another. Erica and I on the Girl Next Door podcast did another about one hundred and twenty dollars um, donation, but that came out of our separate our mm-hmm. separate account. Cool. Yep. Good. Um, let's see. So. Just looking at all of this, um, we also came across a couple of action items or follow-up items. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those is that we did subscribe to Netflix a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. which usually we have no streaming services of any kind. Um, someone had told us about the show Stranger Things, and oh, it sounded yeah. so awesome. And so that was enough. We were like, yeah, let's treat ourselves to to this. And so... Well, and there was a like a free month or two months or something right. like that um, sign up. So we did yeah, that. So we signed then, up and then we have not made the time to cancel. Yeah. So and now we're we need charged. to cancel. Yep. And the other thing is that way maybe this past summer, mm-hmm. you were thinking that maybe you could fit in some extra workouts at the gym just right up the street. Yeah. And it's very cheap to join like $10 a month mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So you signed up, but you really haven't been using it. Nope. 
and we need to cancel that. Yeah. So I, I am, I am very interested in getting a weight rack for, mm. for the, the garage, if we can fit it in there, we'll have to figure that Interesting. out. But I, I'm realizing that when you, so we go to Orange Theory, when mm. we trade off, we each do two mornings a week and it's, it's like, we get up at like four. 15, 4.30 mm-hmm. to go and catch a 5 a.m. class. Mm-hmm. So I do that two days a week. When you go on your mornings, I never go back to sleep because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm generally always awake in the 4 o'clock mm-hmm. hour. And so when you go, I'm realizing like it would be, I would happily go out into the garage just and just, just, just even like two, three exercises, just sure. a little bit of weight. Um, and then that would be way easier, way better and save the 10 bucks a mm-hmm. month. Yeah. And so I'm really interested in doing that. And I've, okay. I've been talking to a number of people who have weight setups. A number of people. Yes. <laughs> Okay. And I think it would I'm, be worth it. I'm open. We just have to figure out. Um, we just have, it is just a two-car garage with no extra storage. Mm-hmm. We're able to store our bikes and, you know, other things because we just have the one car. Yeah. So I am just sensitive to, you know, wanting it to be really tidy and yeah. well-organized. Yeah. But I think we have the room. We don't have a lot of stuff. We intentionally, you know try to keep not a lot in there. Yeah, we'll have to think about that. But okay. we might be able to work it out. Um, the other thing that we were going to think about, and we already decided, um, was whether or not you should buy a bus pass Yep. Um, through ASU. Maybe you get a little bit of a discount mm-hmm. to like an annual bus pass so that we wouldn't have to be buying these 650 express bus trips all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a really good deal. So it's uh, $520 for an entire year. Mm-hmm. It's actually prorated, so... It's, uh, I, I literally just purchased it before we started the <laughs> podcast. So it, it, uh, it was $465. Okay. I can do a payroll deduction. So it'll knock out about $20, $25 a paycheck. Okay. So, you know, that's not insignificant mm-hmm. at all. $50 a month, basically. But uh, I think it will definitely save money given how much I'm now using the bus. Yeah. My, you, you said you had to take about seven trips on the bus a month to make it pay for itself essentially yeah and i took 10 trips uh, yep. we just calculated last month mm-hmm. and i think that's not going to show any signs of letting up mm. um so I've, I've definitely worked in now bike commuting too mm-hmm. i've bike commuted to tempe mm-hmm. um and i've i've gone i bike up to the bus stop and that yep. kind of thing but i i definitely depending on the bus to get around so yeah definitely needed well the good news is that how about if tomorrow we cancel Netflix and the gym that like makes back half the payroll hey, deduction there you go <laughs> every month yeah <laughs> um, okay next we have a listener question this is from listener B they write I have an investing question for you I have money and fidelity mutual funds that my parents started investing for me when I was a kid what an awesome gift mm-hmm I've been sort of, in, by the way, it sort of makes it sound like there there was a listener A that we just excluded from the <laughs> conversation. No, no, no there's not. <laughs> the the listener signed off as capital letter B. Yes. Um, they write, I've been intrigued by the Vanguard Index Fund idea, and I'm wondering if you think it's better to start investing in a Vanguard Index Fund or to add the few thousand dollars that they have to to invest to their existing mutual funds so that they grow more quickly. I know you aren't financial consultants. Thank you. We are not. Um, I am just interested in your general thoughts. So I thought that this was a great question. And as you and I were just kind of chatting about it, I think we came up with just some really good um, basic guidelines for kind of looking into any kind of fund or investment vehicle. Um, it, it can feel daunting, you know, just everything with stocks and whatnot to me can still feel daunting, but mm-hmm. there are some like really basic places to just get started and get your bearings. Yeah. 
Let me, I'll offer the short answer and then you can go into the details to qualify. Okay. That sounds good. So I didn't know how much they had in, in their Fidelity account, uh, but it sounds like, so a few thousand dollars. That sounds to me that... that they have a few thousand dollars that like they could either invest in the mutual funds or start a new Vanguard fund. We don't, uh, we don't know how much is they already have in their Fidelity account. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Because Vanguard, uh, their index funds, you do have to have a minimum... I think it's three or five thousand dollars, something okay. like that, to get into um, the any of their their index funds, and then to get into an admiral class, which has the lowest expense ratio, which is the you know the mm-hmm. annual fees that are charged to your account, um, which Vanguard has some of the lowest in the industry, if not the lowest. Uh, you need ten thousand dollars minimum mm-hmm. for that that special class of mm-hmm. shares. So if you're approaching that. Probably the answer is Vanguard has a better expense ratio or annual fee, um, and then it would make all the sense in the world to make the switch. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the the short answer. But there are lots of things to be thinking about, mm-hmm. and that's where yeah, you can um, jump in. some of the other things I was thinking about. I mean, one of the the first thing: what is the goal of the investment? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's anything, you know, these are usually longer longer term investments. But just think about how long do you want that money to be there, and so then what kind of kind of stomach do you have for ups and downs? Yeah. You know, the money that we're investing in our index fund, we expect to be there for quite a long time. That mm-hmm. might be money that supplements our retirement or maybe before that, maybe it helps supplement the boys going to college. But so we can definitely stomach some, you know, dips in the market. We're not planning to pull it out really anytime soon. That's one of those things with risk where I think people are thinking about risk in terms of those ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And so in an index fund, that'd be considered slightly riskier than if this mutual fund, for example, is one of those that's managed Mm -hmm. to to mature, quote unquote, through to retirement. Um, But really, the risk is not the interim ups and downs if it's a long-term investment. The risk is just at the very end when Mm -hmm. you actually decide you want to start pulling Mm -hmm. the money out because it's still beholden to market ups and downs at that point. Mm -hmm. And so... That's when you really want to think about the goals. When are you going to be leveraging the money and using it for certain things? Or is it just going to be sitting there for you know decades to come? Mm-hmm. Um, next, so consider the long-term earning history of any fund that mm-hmm. you're looking into. And you can find this on the website on Vanguard. They'll show you the history since a fund was created and the same for Fidelity or any of these mm-hmm. other um, you know investment firms, you can look at that whole history and just interesting to note, maybe Mm -hmm. note how long it's been around, et cetera. Um, A big one, what are the fees that you're going to pay? Um, Like we said, Vanguard is typically known as being one of the very lowest fees in the industry, but you just, you want to know and, and maybe compare. That's just good information to have. And those lowest fees are with the index funds, which are passively managed compared Mm -hmm. to mutual funds, which are usually actively managed. Yeah. And that was the, that was the last thing Mm -hmm. just noting, is it an actively managed fund? Which means that I just think of it as there being ultimately my money is being controlled by a person sitting in front of a computer versus passively managed funds. There's no person actively involved. And naively coming at it, you would think, well, wouldn't you want somebody keeping right. an eye on stuff? Yes. But uh, that's why these last three points are important. So the long-term earning history, whether it's managed by somebody, how much fees you're paying for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've mentioned this on the on the show before that time and time again, basically 
what is it, 98% of the time, the market beats an active mm-hmm. manager trying to beat the market. Right, right. <laughs> so. And this really um, was made apparent to me, and I can't remember now if we've mentioned it on the podcast already. There was just this amazing Freakonomics episode called The Stupidest Thing You Can Do With Your Money. <laughs> and they went into a lot of the data on actively managed funds, and then they talked to the the founder of Vanguard and he created index funds mm-hmm. thinking that you know this looks like this could be a better way to do things and it was just it was very interesting i didn't go into it thinking that they were going to talk about index funds or vanguard or anything and when that came up but it was just oh my gosh mm-hmm. um and they have a quote from it was you know just what you're saying but kind of in a different way that a study found that only the top 2 or 3% of active fund managers had enough skill to cover their cost that's that's such a nice way to put it. Like yes, that, that they had enough skill. Right. <laughs> Did they really, or were they just the lucky two or three percent? Right. I mean, that se- certainly seems like enough to just be luck. Right. But that is an incredible statistic, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the long range of the study, but it was, I mean, a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, for only two or three percent of actively managed funds to to cover their cost, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, We will just leave you with that. Not being financial consultants, we're not going to say specifically what you think you should do with your money, but hopefully that gives you a great just place to start of gathering information and then you can compare those and figure out what to do. But great question and we'd love to know what you decide to do. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to love notes. Well, I want to say my birthday was amazing. You did oh. an incredible job. We went. We didn't mention this yet, but actually a big chunk of spending that we yep. didn't also mention this either that happened in September was you took me down a surprise trip for two nights mm-hmm. down to Tucson at this awesome old hotel called Arizona Inn from the, it was built in the thirties and all the, you know, old movie stars used to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had that old school feel of um, hospitality yes. and, and, you know, that kind of look. And it was just awesome and relaxing we had a great time it was incredible it was everything it worked out all perfectly exactly how i was hoping it would it was a lot of planning especially secretly getting care for the boys (laughs) from your sister and all that stuff but it was so fun it was so fun to surprise you yeah there was a lot of lounging by the pool Mm. heading out to craft cocktail bars good restaurants, yep. uh, walking around Tucson and just enjoying the hotel like atmosphere. It was just, it was great. Oh, it's awesome. That, and then you followed it up a week later with um, a special dinner at the same restaurant, a restaurant we really like. Um, it's the same restaurant that we had my 10 year celebration at. Mm-hmm. So when I got, not 10 year, but 10 year. <laughs> right. Uh, and so we got that same space and my family showed up and, and we got to have a really nice dinner mm-hmm. and I got to make some remarks. Yeah, and, you gave a really incredible speech. So, and yeah, so, it was, but you set the stage for it. So I, I really appreciate that. Oh, well, it was so fun to do. I just, it felt like 40. We have to, we have to do it up. And it just felt mm-hmm. like we did it right. Yep. You know, yep. I, I, I wanted you to feel thoroughly celebrated and for us to just have time to appreciate it and like really celebrate it and felt like we did that. It was so perfect. I'm so happy. Um, my love note to you is that you have been doing such a great job prioritizing date nights and 
like willingness to spend money on those date nights, Mm -hmm. you know, and what you've been saying is we are making more money this year. We are doing a really good job saving, but with being busier, we do need to make sure that we're getting that time together. And so you've been scheduling dates or um, you surprised me with a date last night, scheduling a babysitter when I was saying that I was just having a stressful week. And then you coordinated with the babysitter and set that up. And I just really, really appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. Not that we have to spend money to to be together, but you know, it's, it's, I think we need to carve the time out to go be out and away and even if we just go sit in a coffee shop or something. Yes, (laughs) Yes, totally. Yeah, we haven't, I think we've been carpooling a little bit less because Mm -hmm. you have been taking the bus and stuff. And that really has been a place where we kind of get that daily, weekly good connection and Mm -hmm. where we get to chat and just catch up. And and so we just haven't been able to do that quite as much. So anyway, so those dates have meant a lot. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're, they're definitely worth it. Um, we do need to rein in our entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) They're worth it, but maybe a little bit less. (laughs) Yeah. They're mostly worth it. They're mostly worth it. Okay. We'll find a happy medium. (laughs) Okay. I think that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We love getting your questions at heymatrimony, M-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com. You can catch up with us on Instagram. I am Kels Wharton. And are you still practically awesome, Chris? I still am. For okay. Now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't even, <laughs> you have not been on Instagram as much lately. It's true. And you can find the show notes for this episode and check out our budget listed under resources at loveandmatrimony.com. So even if you have your money passively managed, make sure you actively manage your love life. Oh. And remember to love your honey, not your money. Is that how it goes? Yeah, it's fine. Was my tone weird? No, it was just, it seemed like an extra pause. Like, you're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. Because <laughs> there is a pause. Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to make it easy on the editor, which is <laughs> you. Yeah. Okay, do it again. Okay. <laughs> this time, can you not laugh at me? <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs>